Dan Hay. Welcome to one and all. Chippity chop, as I like to say. <laughs> I don't know, do the Brits say chippity chop? I, I, I like to say it like I'm know. a Brit. I don't know. Yeah. And it sort of, to me, means like move it along. Move it along. Yeah. Do you get that from it or am I just making that up? Yeah, the chip chop thing. Chip chop, right? Sure. Or yeah. chop chop. Chop chop. Right. Sure. Yeah. I got the uh, Ashpat growing up, which was Italian for hurry up, I believe. Or no, is that stop it? I'm sorry. That's not that. Ha. Huh. That was stop it. Nobody knows. Yeah. Well, somebody knows. That wasn't hurry up. What was hurry up? I can't remember. Well, we'll anyway, look it up. We'll find out in my memories, which mm. are just lies I tell myself. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, they, they evolve. Yeah. Flexible. So we do have a category today. We do. Some some days we don't, but today we do. Today we do. I'm pleased about that. You had a clever name for it. Uh, transactions. <laughs> I don't know if it was clever. No. And just remembering <laughs> it mention, is clever. Did I mention me. a clever? Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was clever. I mean, yeah. it gets the job done. Transactions. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? We didn't discuss that. I know, you know, right? And I felt like I went first last time, but I'm going to beg to do it again. Please go. Only go by the it. just the nature of uh, my own volatile memory. <laughs> Feel free. All right, I'm excited. So uh, transactions indeed, meaning like, you know, exchanges, money, uh, things. Yeah, like that, yeah. right? Yes. And uh, so my first one up is pay through the nose. Okay. You say it. We say that. I've said that one before, yeah. Sure. I pay through the nose. Yeah. But I don't really think of it. You know, if, if you asked me before I started researching, yeah, I would say, you know, I mean, to pull something out of your nose hurts. Right, right. So I would have said it hurt. It's, it it's cost so much it hurts. It's a painful payment. Yes. Yeah, or, yeah. I'd go even further until, like, something went up through to get your wallet the long way, <laughs> which would be very painful, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I just pictured like rope man's arm. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of the, that's anytime someone says that, that's the feeling I get in my body. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gives you that sort of weird nauseated feeling. It's a, it's a weird, it's like a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so that's what I would have thought. Yeah, right. What I encountered in the research was another story. <laughs> it's sailing. So let me take you um, around a little bit. All right. As as I'm wont to do. That's W-O-N-T. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah, I guess. Yes. Yes, you are right. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so first of all, some other expressions came up that were old that fell back there in that area of the etymology that you figure, oh, well, this is concurrent with how those developed, so let me investigate it. Mm-hmm. Somehow there was an expression, bore through the nose. Okay. Yeah. At, like, as in bore to sleep or something, right? Or not like, or you're saying like dig, route. Well, I thought when I saw it, it was dig route. Okay, okay. Um, but it seems to be the other, um, but also an, an entirely different 
expression oh. being that it's the other mm-hmm. had it been right. bo- like drill a hole to your nose yeah i i would have put it together to say well oh, well that is connected somehow maybe yeah but that's what i was wondering yeah so i i'm just sharing yeah yeah there was another one around the same time and we are talking uh 1600s gull through the nose g-u-l-l okay but while this one seems potentially related in that see gull as in gullible Mm, uh, okay. Gull to bamboozle or swindle <laughs> and deceive. And you are gulled through the nose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's relatively related. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. It'd be almost like you were swindled out of a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? If yeah. you were paid, you know what I mean? I feel you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm going to give you some more. All right. Because the, the well was deep. <laughs> They're always, why does this always come up? Somebody, I mean, I guess people just go to the LCD. Least common denominator. Okay, I was like, liquid crystal display? Yeah. Okay. Horse racing. That, okay, somehow, you know, you lead a head by the a nose and uh, yada yada. Okay, yeah. That's That you would pay. I would think it hmm. would, if it was that, it would come out pay by the by nose, nose or something, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, right. It w- I would also assume that. The yeah. The would be in there. But, yeah, I, dis- I dismiss that. I dismiss you. Yeah, I do. <laughs> a, a very, very popular one. Uh, where it, it, it's so inundated, the casual researcher would find this, declare victory, and give up. Oh. Because it it is, um, well, I don't know if you give up after you declare victory, you just call it job over. Yeah, you don't have to give up, it's over. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. But I say nay, nay, because... Um, Those quitters. Yeah, that guy's dead too, huh? He died in Pittsburgh. That I say nay nay comedian guy. Anyway, oh, what yeah. was his name? Uh, Jean Pinochet, I think. Yes, was that what it was? Yeah, good job. Thanks. That's a superpower I have. Wow. For some reason, I think he died in the William Penn Hotel. <sighs> that sounds familiar. So, uh, dear listener, so taxes. There was this idea that the Danes levied a tax on the Irish in the ninth century okay and that anyone who failed to pay and i think this tax was like a penny uh a nose as they would say if you failed to pay you had your nose slit wow yeah now that is terrible yeah i mean it would hurt (laughs) yeah what but again that's yeah it's ninth century yeah what was the tax for you know i'm ignorant to history stuff so i guess the danes conquered the irish uh, back then in the ninth century so then their their new kingdom you'd go okay now you say you sort of pay you pay homage yeah yeah all right so or you get your nose slit right oh there was also another secondarily very popular notion that I got to tell you, I have dislike for these. All right. <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. 17th century, they say, I don't know if people just come up with this. Rhino was slang for money. Yeah. 
And, and also, you know, the, the, coming from Greek, rhino is a uh, is nose. Right. So, because, you know, what what is it? If you have a head cold, you have rhino... Rhinovirus. Rhinovirus. You get a nose job, you have rhinoplasty. Rhinoplasty, yeah. So, we you still use that, cell. especially in medical, where Latin sure. stuff, you know, gets buried into the nomenclature. But it's Greek for nose and and in... England somehow it was slang for money, and then somehow that meant pay. It would be pay with your nose, or, or I feel like it, it would follows, be redundant. Yeah, like n- give me some nose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, give me some nose on that. Yeah, I mean, right? But uh, is that a thing? Do we know that about pop culture? Is there like a nose thing? What in like uh, mafia movies with money and stuff like that? Am I making that up? I I can't place anything. Okay. I didn't go down that path. Are I you saying? Ma- I'm just saying. I maybe that it made they it slit s- your nostril. No, no. They're the just like the kind of like a symbol of like, you know, on the sly. I'm tapping your nose. I don't know. Uh, I could be crazy. Let's not call it crazy. I could be jumping to conclusions, Matt. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, you know. So on that nose tax, for one thing, in that time, what we call a head. How many head are in the room? People like to do it. With with cows, a uh, head 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 of cattle, but it doesn't mean that you just have the the cattle's head. It's just a word. It's just a count. That, or, it's a count. Yeah. And back in the day, when was the day, Jay? Yonder. Yonder. Yonder day. People said nose. They didn't like say a head. nose count. Yes, like a nose count instead of a head count. Yes. Let's get a nose count. Uh, same thing. I like this. I would. I want to adopt this. Ha ha ha. See. <laughs> See if it sticks, you know, give it a go. Okay, can we get a nose count, guys? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to. But here again, like, by the time this thing came around and surfaced as a thing to say, 700 years had passed since the Danes invaded the Irish, mm-hmm. and there was this legend of slitting noses for attacks. 700 <laughs> years. <laughs> So, I, I, I have to lay to rest the nose slitting. <laughs> it's a long time. It is. Yeah. For something to go dormant and then pop back up. I mean, it, you know, it's, 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 it's plausible, I guess. It is plausible. We, but, we had this again in one of those gooses cooked, right? Mm-hmm. I think there was something where one of the postulations would have had to have been, as you say, entombed. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah. Just like found. Here's a chunk of gorgeousness uh, I'm, I'm going to lay on you. All right. So it was good to be diligent and dig through a bunch of things because did it pay off? I don't know. <laughs> you uh, tell us. <laughs> this is one of those that as far as lexicographers in the world, won't. no one will stake a, a claim as to say it's, it's solved. I... I like to take that as a challenge, as you do. <laughs> I'll figure this out. Uh, yeah. What are you experts now? Yes, I feel you. I came across uh, some deep-seated ideas about this that I enjoyed a lot. You threatened to reveal at the very outset oh. of this topic, but I, I glossed over oh. what uh, you interjected, which was sailing... Are you serious? Yes. Are you kidding me? No. What? <laughs> so, 
Um, I thought you were going to go back to the wallet thing through my nose. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. So it turns out a guy put his hand up. <laughs> so I'm, I was like, oh, God, no. Wow. Okay. Here I am listening. It turns out the chain for the anchor at the nose of the ship, you pay out the chain, pay out handsomely. Yeah. You pay out the chain. When the chain is paid out, yeah. it has reached, you know, ground. Yeah. It's, to it's, the anchor. You know, the anchor's hit. You got it. Yeah. Then you're paid out. And that is to say, you know, that kind of says, I've given it all I can give it, or I've given it all it'll take. Yeah. You know? Yes. And that eventually, I mean, like all the sailing terminology makes its way to uh, regular people. Sure. The non-sailing the non- <laughs> The non-sailing folk. <laughs> the land. The land. The commander said, don't worry, I don't have the authority to kill you today. Which was positive, for that day anyway. In 1993, Chris Moon was captured by the Khmer Rouge while clearing landmines in Cambodia. With survival probability low, Chris was brought in front of the boss. He was just given a local nickname, Mr. Clever. Hi, I'm Steve Windus, host of the Batting the Breeze podcast. I'd love you to check out how Chris survived, along with some other great human stories at battingthebreeze.com. Hopefully see you there. Oh man! But it is to say, you gave. Wow! I gave all my I chain. Gave everything I had. Yeah. 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 I'm paid out. I paid out through the nose. <laughs> and uh, yes. Wow. And and that one. Wow. I say yay yay. <laughs> well. Yeah. I mean, how do you not love that? How do you not love it? Our life, our love, and our lady. Yeah, as wow. see. Yeah. Wow. Every time I throw that out, I'm just kidding. I mean, I assume I'm kidding. Well, half the time, I mean, you, you, you're like the house in Vegas. You're right half the time. That's true. I, wow. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Did you find that in the uh, Three Sheets to the Wind book? As, as several are not in there, that's not in there. <sighs> okay. Okay. I know. All right. I know. All right. At the same time, isn't it gorgeous? Yes. All right. Of course. No, are you kidding me? Anytime. Now it's just, it's the best. Every sailing one that we find that has no, in my mind, clear link is, is awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I, I don't know how to follow that. I paid through the nose for that. <laughs> you, wow. Wow. Nice. What have you? I mean, I need to take a minute. No, um, <laughs> I need to compose myself. Um, I have been taken to the cleaners. Ah. Wow. And we didn't cover this one. What's that? This Take one. to the cleaners. No, that's why I'm doing it now. I know, but it sounds so familiar. But all right. Did but- we... But whenever you, whenever I go, okay, then if we did it, you'd know what it is, uh, and I don't. I mean, sure, yeah. at some point we may have uh, taken to the cleaners, relieved of one's money or aspirations, perhaps <laughs> by flimflam, <laughs> easily bested. <laughs> oh, I enjoy the I mean, flimflam. Um, but. Were you going to interject something? Sorry. No, I was uh, I was laughing, and oh. then I figured I better not laugh into the microphone. Oh, I think it's okay. I do it all the time. No, I know, but I mean... <laughs> um, a person defrauded or bilked in a business deal 
or confidence game is also another one that I liked. <laughs> confidence game. Um, th- this phrase, this iteration of a different phrase, has a more recent recent birthday, dating back to the early 1900s and the advent of professional dry cleaners, which directly brought this modernization of an earlier phrase. Uh, and spoiler, as far as I can tell, it does not relate to dry cleaners finding wads of hundred dollar bills and suit pants although i would assume that's happened once or twice oh sure right oh yeah an early quote 1921 of this usage lady luck by hugh i'm going with wiley starting in the sunshine of lady luck's smile the wildcat cleared the hurdles of financial ruin and rambled into the stretch soggy with a cloud burst of hard luck he staked his last pair of ten dollar bills on a throw whose momentum carried him to the cleaners (laughs) Uh, these cats are playing dice. It sounds like okay. in an alley, and he bet his. He was he was doing great. Lady Luck was smiling, and then he 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 lost his last yeah. pair of ten dollar bills. Uh, so they took him to the cleaners. Mm. Uh, oh, that was okay. nineteen twenty one. Sorry, what's up? No, I just the, how did how did those ten dollar bills get to the cleaners? Exactly. Yeah. There's a nineteen fourteen IBEW journal. Uh, just a, a man writing into the journal. They're making a fight on this job in a particular and have had a great many of his firm's large customers sign these letters and send them to the head of the said firm. At present, we are not in a position to say what the outcome will be, but having high hopes of taking the Employers Association to the cleaners. So this is 1914, uh, 1921. And that's so a union. That's a that's a union, just a guy writing in about, yeah, in, in the IBEW uh, journal of April 4th, 1914. Yeah, that's early. The, the taken to the cleaners phrase in our lexicon, it pops around, again, the, the advent of the dry cleaner, which is around the 20s, you know, early 1900s, I guess, because that was 1914. That seems early to me, isn't I it? I also thought so. Yeah. But we, we've been doing stuff. We, we clean things. It's cool. It's not, it's not without, you know, we've been doing... Uh, I know, yeah. but it's, it's using chemicals, right? And there's a... I thought it exploded more in like the 40s or 50s, but but go ahead. Um, but as we move further back in time, away from the dry cleaning industry, uh, we get to really what I, I would assume is the, the mother phrase, uh, which is just straight cleaned out, the phrase cleaned out. Cleaned out. Yeah, which was popular before. The dry cleaning industry came to place <laughs> to get cleaned out. Uh, 1838, Charles Dickens and Oliver Twist. He has cleaned me out, but I can go and earn some more. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New and comprehensive vocabulary of the flash language. Uh, flash means slang. Um, Define the older phrase cleaned out uh, as said of a gambler who has lost his stake at play. Also of a flat dupe who has been stripped all, of all his money. Uh, and I found... Similar definitions dating back to 1812 of just to to be left penniless kind of things, but sort of around the gambling table in these 1800s. Okay. Um, And yeah, people argue that the phrase did originate around the the gambling, and I think that, you know, definitely makes sense for sure. I'm just throwing my postulations. But cleaned you out. Right. What? Well, I don't know. It's it sort of more, uh, to me, implies like robbed, like or burgled. <laughs> nice. So, right? 
I'll bring that word up later in the next one. <laughs> you go into somebody's house and take everything. That way their cupboards or their drawers are cleaned out because you took it all. You know? Right. And I and this is my, my postulation is is that this just is really uh, flourishes on the word clean because to clean something is to rid it of something else, to remove something, to eradicate something. Um, and as far back as 1300s, we were using, you know, like pre-clean words to in phrases like tore or clean off, you know, meaning like whole. I ripped that, that Tor's arm clean off. Yeah. Um, yeah, in, in old English even, clean, C-L-A-E-N-E, free from dirt or filth, unmixed with foreign or extraneous matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I really do think that they are just flourishes on clean and phrasing and just language love to it. Because clean itself does mean to remove, you know what I mean? So you could see a, a, a poker player cleaning up the chips off the table, as in just sweeping them into his pile, or, like you said, cleaning out someone's cupboards by just sweeping everything off. So going to a cleaners or dry cleaners was was newer. Exactly. And so it was more fun to evolve the phrase into that. That's a, Yeah, exactly. That's That was my wrap-up sentence. Oh. That's cool. I wrapped it up. Basically, no, yeah, um, yeah, right. The you know we we like we like language. It, it's always alive, keeping changing. We added some new things, like hey, that's a, that's a cool phrase. Let's say we've been taken to the cleaners. Say we know what cleaners are now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> say, yeah, uh, but I, 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 you know, the the cleaners is does seem to originate in the early 1900s. So that phrase, you know, taken to the cleaner. But I'm saying it, it just it just it's just some flourishes on the word clean. Which goes way back. What's the big idea? <laughs> Say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll accept that. I was hoping it was something, I don't know. You know, uh, I think it was a motion picture. Who's our Who's our friend from Sling Blade? Uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy I mean, Bob Thornton. Or Vic Chestnut. Billy Bob. I think he was in this movie called... Um, the man who wasn't there. Okay, that's a that is definitely a uh, a movie. Is it the man who wasn't there or the man who knew too little? That's it was like a... Scarlett Johansson's first movie, and then so there was that I know of, mm -hmm. and then there was something going on with the dry cleaning business, and and some dude, you know, and I swore it was taking place in the fifties, and then you know since. All the knowledge we get from movies is exactly correct. <laughs> that is what implanted that idea in my head that the dry cleaning industry started in the 50s. My sources were saying early 1900s. Oh, there you go. And we've got these. So, uh, But I didn't actually look into the, the first dry cleaning business, Just to be honest. Sticking your hands right into a vat of mercury. <laughs> is the we did. <laughs> We did much worse things with Mercury. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know. You got to learn, though, those pioneers. Yeah, God bless them. Terrible, terrible things happen to them. They're dead now. Oh, they're long dead. Yeah. But, okay, well, let's, let's enjoy some adverts, and when we return, we'll resume Transactions. 
Allswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. Their products feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support without deflating your wallet. Combining the best of both worlds, the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology with memory foam and individually wrapped coils. For a winning blend of comfort and support, follow the link in the show notes for financing as low as 0%, a 100-night risk-free trial, free shipping and returns, and a 10-year limited warranty. Designed to make good sleep accessible to all. Real luxury, unreal prices. Allswellhome.com. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at BigScienceMusic.com. That's BigScienceMusic.com. So that was nice, don't you think? Yeah. (laughs) We're back. We are. Size launched us. Yeah, that was nice. That's Just good. Right out of it. I got it. You know, you gotta one minute yourself. you're looking at a thing, the next minute you're I, back on the air. I tell people there's a microphone. You got to be ready. Yeah. Yeah. It's just in front of you. It's always going. Anything can happen. That's right. Don't go to the bathroom. <laughs> nope. So back with transactions. 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 <laughs> well, man. I What's that? Transactions Jackson, but I messed it up. Like Action Jackson. Oh, like yeah, I thought you meant like like an like a twenty dollar bill or what's uh, Andrew Jackson ten dollar yeah, bill no, twenty dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Ha- ha- Hamilton on the ten. Mm, yes. Okay. All right, that was useless. No, but I mean the transaction. You know. So... Yes. Yeah. So hey, hey, I have bill of goods. Ah, okay. Now, I'm sure you know that NPR show with that. With that guy, uh, Radio Lab. No, the, you know they. It's that it's that uh, bald fellow, and he's pretty smart. Peter Sagal. Peter uh, Sagal. Um, yeah. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yes. Yes. And then they have that other dude, the announcer. His name's Bill. Bill Curtis was. Bill Curtis. His yeah, there was a Bill before him. Yeah, you're right. And he retired. Oh man, yeah, it was a. Uh... But anyway. Dang it! I know. I... And then he died. Yeah. But uh, Bill. I loved his voice. You could imagine that Bill Curtis doing something with Bill of Goods, you know. That's all. Bill of Goods. I don't know what it would be. One of the categories. Or one of the games. No, him. You know, he does those little things about himself. Oh, yes. I see. Yeah. Okay. Boy, I just wasted people's time there. (laughs) It's a fun show on the NPR. (laughs) Um, Yes, But they don't pay us. No. So Bill of Goods, yeah. (laughs) You know, it's funny. You don't... Do we say it? You know, once in a while, if we're getting something shipped, somebody will say something like that, you know? I've only said this in a, like a being lied to sense. You mean in like, the- Like, oh, I was sold a bill of goods. That's the way, that's what I'm doing here. Yeah, right. That idiot. I don't know the, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the, the long-term shipping sense you're saying well, i don't believe anyone's ever said that to me is what i'm saying okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, criminy all so right so fast and loose yeah well i mean people say it yeah no sure 
Um, more than hornswoggle, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, deceive, swindle, yes. take unfair advantage of. Yes. As in, he was selling you a bill of goods when he said he worked as a secret agent. What? Liar. All right. So you get the idea. It, it's uh, it's deceit. Yes. Promises mercy but delivers punishment. <laughs> To attempt to convince one of a lie, especially in order to take unfair advantage of them. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's my the only use that I've known. Well, yeah. Yeah. But why did you think they were saying that? Um, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Let's let's just do a little bit of of background. Bill, for one, you know, when you dig into it, it is. From Middle English times, you know, mm-hmm. from Latin, bulla. Bulla meant uh, a sort of a document or list, and and that was derived from uh, a wax seal that was put on official documents. Any any official document was a bulla. Yeah, okay. And that made its way into bill. Mm-hmm. Official document type of thing, sure. That's why we still use that in, in Congress and everything else, right? Bill, yeah. Uh, b- the, yeah. But even you could see like a bulletin, right? Oh, yeah. I right? Like that. Good job. Right? Check out the big brain on Brad. I'm listening. Yeah. So, 1842, regular use as as to, you know, how it really was meant before it mm-hmm. was an idiom. Yeah. Uh, the merchant who receives a bill of goods from his correspondent in London or Liverpool is particular not only to file that bill for future reference, but to copy it entire into an invoice book that he may at pleasure look to the quantity, quality, and price of the various articles. (laughs) So it was basically you bought something, and this was an itemized list of what you bought and what, what they were. And file that in case someone comes asking. Or in case you want to look back for, for memories. That's nice. <laughs> you like pleasure. Samuel Peppies. Right. Yeah. I'll keep this. Look back and remember what I bought this day. <laughs> well, yeah. And if you were selling, if you bought 20 or something and you sold each one individually, you know, it's just, a, yeah. it's, it's your reference. Sure. It's a receipt. Yes. So this, you know, Ray, <laughs> there's no mystery. <laughs> just history <laughs> and there's precious little history <laughs> and and there's not a, a grand documented evolution yeah. except that it is a rather obvious evolution that seemed to transpire around the early part of the 20th century mm. uh here's a here's a later one of that 1933 what has become of the old-fashioned salesman who got his customer drunk and then sold him a bill of goods <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. So let's just call it what it is. Yeah. I mean, if it's like a it's like a useless promissory note or a bill, of, you know, so if I if you bought a car off of me and I gave you a receipt, but I didn't give you the car mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> so I sold you the the bill of sale, right. the, the bill of goods. Yeah. But I didn't you didn't get anything. Right. And that makes, you know, a nice metaphor for a deceit of all types, you know. I told you that I was going to clean up around here if you gave me $10, <laughs> but I didn't clean up. 
I sold you a bill of goods in the metaphorical, yes, figurative speaking. Yeah, you know. <laughs> nice, right? Yeah, and there is no more to it than that. <laughs> sure. If anyone doesn't really isn't really able to just feel that out, it's mostly because we don't say bill of goods enough. Mm-hmm. If it were you sold me a receipt, mm-hmm. people would would get it, and the, and there are differences technically between a receipt and a bill of goods but let's just say for all practical purposes for this idiom it's the yeah it's the idea it's an that analog you bought a you bought something and didn't get the thing you got all the stuff here documented but yeah. you didn't get any of that stuff for real right yeah i feel you and that is all there is to it well i will not leave you holding the bag nice finally it's been so long since i segued ha huh. Left holding the bag. Oh, they got those tours going again if you want to get I a Segway tour. really need to ride one in my yeah. lifetime. They have them going sure. again. I want one of the the uh, unicycle things, too. Mm, that looks dangerous. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> uh, but left holding the bag. Uh, to be left responsible for something. To be the fall guy or scapegoat. Mm, which scapegoat. was our first episode. Yeah, one of the first ones for sure. Back I don't know there. if it was the first. Right. Scapegoat. Uh, uh, it's yeah. Anyway. Um the phrase left holding the bag uh dates back to Britain in the 1700s even though it is pretty much never used in Britain. <laughs> and only commonly used here in America now. Oh. <laughs> um we don't want this anymore. Send it <laughs> over the ocean. Um 1793, Thomas Jefferson, if the bankruptcies of England proceed, she will leave Spain the bag to hold. Mm. And then earlier, 1787, uh, Royal Tyler's The Contrast, which I saw was the first stage comedy written by an American in 1787. Wow. A trusted Yankee soldier and a colonel going back and forth talking about some things that are referring to uh, Shays Rebellion which was a 1786 revolt of Massachusetts folk uh, from Worcester their farmers were revolting against high land taxes and Jonathan says General Shay has sneaked off and given us the bag to hold <laughs> <laughs> what's in this bag this is uh, so you you may find yourself asking yourself What's in this bag? Yeah, uh, I just did. <laughs> uh, you may have some assumptions about this one. I don't know. Um, but so let's let's say that you and I go and, uh, and burgle a plant-based food supplier under the cover of darkness. And suddenly I hear sirens in the distance and I cheese it because my mom didn't raise a fool. So I leave you there holding our ill-gotten bag of plant-based protein. Uh, and clearly, you are guilty. You are there, caught, holding the bag of stolen merchandise, mo- mo- right? Yeah. <laughs> right. That is what your brain would say. And that's what my brain says. Absolutely. And this is a certain, uh, yeah, this is also an, an iteration of the phrase and how we interpret it. But that is not the intention of the original phrase. Wow. The original phrase kind of is closer to the quotes um, I said, which were, give one the bag to hold. Um, And this dates back to 1500s-ish, 
I found the dates without sites. <laughs> As we discussed before, is very annoying. Uh. Um, yeah, give one the bag to hold. In this usage sort of alludes to um, being left with an empty bag while others have taken the valuable contents of it. Um, and there's also this idea of here, you hold this bag and we'll be over here getting away with stuff. Um, but don't worry, that bag's really important and you're doing a good job of holding it. So you just stay there and hold it. Kind of like you're you're basically just occupying someone's time uh, while you're while you abscond with whatever. <laughs> Like you it's, tell them to do oh, something. <laughs> it's like a like a decoy, like a right, ruse. Exactly. Like here, here, you, here, hold this. We we need you to hang on to that. And then you're like, all right, sucker. And then you run off. Um, that's kind of the initial intention of the phrase, where you're not holding a bag of greatness. You're essentially holding an empty bag while others have the greatness, or you're holding a bag as just something to do while everyone else abandons you. <laughs> um. Sorry, go ahead. We're gonna... Well, no, I mean, because otherwise it's, it's you're holding um, the other way. It's, it's, like, it's like caught red-handed. It's more like caught red-handed the way we think of it or I yeah. think of it now. Yes. If you're caught holding the bag or left holding the bag, you are you're left with red hands. Yeah. You're culpable. You have a bag full of the goods that yeah. were burgled. Yeah, right. But the original phrase was you're actually caught with an empty, I mean, the intention. You're caught with an empty bag. So, okay, cool. But why do you have a bag? At all. At all. And, you know, this is, you know, obviously we would have sacks to hold things or bindles or something. And that's that could be the explanation. Just like, yeah, a bag holds crap. And you need to hold crap when you're you're burgling or whatever. (laughs) Um, But I, I don't know. I kept on digging to see, like, you know, why would we bring this about what 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 about bag what about bag (laughs) (laughs) why bag (laughs) why bag um so back in the 1500s and again i'm assuming many centuries before this and also still to this very day hunters have something they call a game bag where they would stash their fresh kills hunts whatever um to keep them clean while they're out and about on the hunt. <laughs> um, and then from that, over the years, we get the phrase, you know, killing something becomes bagging something. And then bagging something kind of lends itself to catching something, to seizing something, to stealing something. You know? Sure. Um, and that's just me saying, like, there's some dots here, maybe, folks. But I only saw one other person drawing these dots as well Hmm. um there is a term uh bag holder which is apparently u.s financial industry jargon that means a shareholder left uh, holding worthless shares of stock or or basically any holdings that are now worthless you've got someone you know left holding that bag and like i said the british birthed this phrase but they do not use this phrase the phrase that they seem to use is uh left holding the can or left holding the baby (laughs) (laughs) um i saw one quick snippet that someone said that yeah the left holding the baby may stem from from fathers watching their kids uh while mothers went into stores to shop so they were outside literally holding a baby i mean 
that's I saw someone say that, so I'm passing that on to you. <laughs> sure, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, left holding the baby's funny. Yeah, I also chuckled at that. Because I just, I, I don't know, I picture like someone's arms way out in front of them just holding a baby up like, hi, baby. I just got to hold you. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, why? Why are you holding that baby? It's sure. It Maybe you're related to that baby. Maybe you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, left holding the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is uh, an older phrase. Versatile. bag to hold. <laughs> It is, because it, it's it's both. I could see when you were just standing there with nothing but your bag to hold. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> so yeah, you I commonly am. And maybe you got maybe you got some some goods of sale in there, bills of sale in that bag. <laughs> uh, what was it? Bill of goods. Darn it. Yeah, bill of goods, bill of sale. Yeah. That you paid through the nose for. Yes. Well, hey. That wraps us up. It does wrap us up. For transactions. Transaction fees. Yes. So whole nine yards pod. Yeah. Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. Whole nine yards podcast. Is the Facebook. Hit us up, everybody. And yeah. and delight us with thoughts and interesting or non-interesting commentary. On Diamo. That was the speed up. That was the fast Italian that I got hit with. When I said the other word, Ashbat. Uh, yeah. I just remembered it just now. <laughs> That's handy. <laughs> you don't have to write it and tell me that, but tell me something else. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> yeah, but half people bail by now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks uh, for in, in, enjoying or at least uh, tolerating us. And we'll be back next week. Yeah, we will. I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. We're, We're not, not idiots. idiots. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by 